It's time to travel with Anita. From across town to around the world, she covers it all. Spanning the globe for more than four decades, Anita has been to over 100 countries and territories and is the host of the Lowell Thomas Bronze Award-winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel. From load transportation fares to travel insurance concerns, safety to savings, Anita gets you there and back with a smile along the way. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, we're just days away from Veterans Day. That would be November 11th, and it's coming up really, really soon. But, you know, I thought about it the other day. How much do we really know about Veterans Day? And not only Veterans Day, but so many of the holidays and the days that we celebrate without maybe really fully understanding the reason why or even how it has become an important day to to remember or to recognize. And Veterans Day is no different. So I thought let's start the day in celebrating Veterans Day by defining and just checking out why Veterans Day and how it came about. Now, Veterans Day was formerly known as Armistice Day. And that day was originally set as a legal U.S. holiday to honor the end of World War I, which officially took place on November 11th, 1918. But now moving up to 1938, through an act of Congress, November 11th was made a legal holiday. That's how it became legal was in 1938. But in 1954, several of the veteran service organizations got together and they started working really hard, urging for all veterans and all wars to be recognized for their service. At that time, it was the 83rd U.S. Congress, and they moved forward to amend the Act of 1938 by striking out the word armistice and inserting the word veterans. And on June 1st, 1954, November 11th, became a day to honor American veterans of all wars. Now that is something to celebrate. And speaking of celebrating... Veterans Day is also the perfect time to gather with your family and friends who have served our country to keep us free and to keep us secure. It's a good time to get together with them to show our appreciation. Now, of course, as a travel show, you know, I will have a list of places where you can go and things you can do to celebrate and to honor the veterans on Veterans Day. So go and grab your pencil and pad and get ready to say Thank you, but also to learn a little bit more about all of these various wars that the U.S. military has been involved in throughout all the years. So I want to start with the National Infantry Museum and Soldier Center in Columbus, Georgia, right here in Georgia. And it honors those who have made the ultimate sacrifice in the global war on terrorism. And this museum is a memorial honoring nearly 7,000, that's right, 7,000 soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines who have given their lives in defense of our nation. Definitely want to honor them. Now, everyone knows how much I love the coast of Georgia. And down on the coast, you'll find Fort King George. It is the oldest English fort that remains on the Georgia coast. It was an actual active fort between 1721 until 1736. And Fort King George was the southern outpost 
of the British Empire in North America. That's pretty interesting history right there in Darien, Georgia. Now today, several of the Cypress structures have been reconstructed for public tours. So you can go and check them out and you can get a sense of what they would have been like back in 1721. There also remains where you can also take a look, a sawmill, as well as tabby ruins, which was used to construct many of the buildings during that time. Tabby was made from oyster shells and sand, along with some other materials as well. Now moving over to Old Fort Jackson. That is one of Georgia's oldest standing brick fortifications that actually sits on the Savannah River on the banks there. So while you're down there in Darien, you can shoot right over to Savannah. It's about an hour's drive and check out some of the guns that could actually fire on any vessel coming into Savannah. You can still see those. It was constructed beginning in 1808 and it was manned during the War of 1812. Wow, that goes back a, that goes back a little bit. Many of you know how much I love aviation. So I want to head you over to Marietta, Georgia, where you can find the Aviation Wing of Marietta Museum of History. It is located in Marietta, of course, with the name Marietta Museum. And the Aviation Wing of Marietta Museum of History features a 15 and a half acre park featuring various civilian and military aircraft from the second half of the 20th century. You'll also find aircraft produced locally in Marietta, and aviation in Marietta actually began with the Bell aircraft in the early 1940s and continued to grow with Lockheed Martin from the 1950s to the present. So, hey, that's really one to check out there. Now, we can't talk about Veterans Day without heading up to Washington, D.C. to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. The memorial includes the names of over 58,000 servicemen and women who gave their lives in service during the Vietnam conflict. Uh, this memorial includes the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall, which you probably have heard of or may have seen. It also includes the Three Servicemen Statue and the Vietnam Women's Memorial. Now, when you go to this memorial with 58,000 servicemen and women's names listed there, you might want to take these little tips I'm about to give you so that you can easily find the name of a person that you may be searching for. So to locate a name on the wall, use one of the catalogs available near the entrance of the memorial. The names are listed in alphabetical order, starting with the last name. Now each listing provides a panel number and a row number. So to locate the name entry on the wall, look on the bottom corner of each panel for its panel number, and then count down the rows starting at the top so that you can find the name that you are searching for. Now, while you're in D.C., you also want to check out the District of Columbia War Memorial. It's a circular open-air structure that was built entirely of Vermont marble. Well, it's almost entirely. And it was intended that the structure would be a memorial as well as a bandstand that with each concert would be a tribute to those who served and sacrificed in the war. The memorial stands on a four feet high circular marble platform around which are inscribed the names of 499 Washington residents who died in service during World War I. And these names are inscribed on the face of the platform in alphabetical order 
with no distinction made for rank, race, or gender. Now, here's a fun one that's local that you may want to check out. In Macon, Georgia, it is the Cannonball House Museum. Now, you may wonder, well, what is a Cannonball House? <laughs> well, it's a beautiful example, first of all, of Greek revival architecture, a beautiful home. But it was named the Cannonball House because in 1864, the house was struck by a Union Army artillery shell, a cannonball, damaging the front and the interior wall. And it was the only residential property in Macon that was damaged during the Battle of Dunlap's Farm. That's what was going on. Now, as a visitor, you can stop by for a tour and you can see firsthand where a cannonball struck a house. So you definitely want to check that out. Now, there are so many different museums and memorials around the U.S. that you can check out. Now, you can also go back in history a bit to the Battle of the Alamo in 1836. Now, the battle was part of the Texas Revolution in which the Mexican state of Tejas won independence and became a self-governing republic, became Texas. Now, the Alamo has a long military history, including the Mexican-American War as well as the Civil War. And a visit to San Antonio to see the Alamo means that you're going to have a tour that is filled with history. Now, I'll stop here, but when I come back, I'm going to invite my friends with the U.S. Mint to come on and share some information about new coins that they have coming up. Now, you're probably aware that through the years, they have designed and created many great coins honoring our servicemen and women. We have a new one coming up, a new program, and we'll talk about that. So stay where you are, and we'll be back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Friends. ways to honor our servicemen and women. Their commitment to protecting our country has been highlighted on coins, U.S. coins, ones that you can collect or find in your pocket. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. I talk with my friends over at the U.S. Mint about how through the years they have created coins honoring the military service. I asked Megan Sullivan, Senior Design Specialist with the U.S. Mint, to share an exciting upcoming commemorative coin program. Her background is a literature and law, yet during her 16 years with the U.S. Mint, she has worked with art and artists designing coin images. Here's my conversation with Megan. I really appreciate you jumping in to talk about coins because as you know, I love my quarters and <laughs> I love all the quarters actually that you all create there at the U.S. Mint. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, I know you all have created several coins honoring and recognizing our service men and women throughout the years, but you have something really special coming up soon. The Another commemorative coin program, The Greatest Generation. Now, I first of all, let me say I like that name, but tell us uh, a, little, a little bit about it. Like, What was the motivation to honor this generation? And let's also point out to make sure everyone knows which generation we are referring to. Sure, happy to. The Greatest Generation um, is also sometimes known as the World War II generation. Uh, so this really refers to people who were anywhere in their late teenage years through kind of their mid 40s during World War II. Um, this includes, you know, a lot of people who served during World War II, um, but also, you know, people who supported from the home front 
we actually had 16 million people uh, from the U.S. Uh, serving in the military during World War II, and millions more supported the war effort from home. Um, and actually, an interesting point that I learned while working on this program was that um, this group of people, they actually shy away from the term greatest generation because they're a really humble generation. Um, they, they feel like their contributions to the war effort were, were not that big of a deal. They did them because it was the right thing to do, uh, which honestly, I think makes them the greatest generation. Uh, I agree with you on that. I mean, uh, when I think back, even with my own family, I mean, my father served in World War II. I mean, they got out there and really fought for, you know, what they believed in. But now I know that there is a World War II memorial there in uh, in D.C. How are you guys working with, with that? We are working very closely with a nonprofit group that supports the memorial called the Friends of the National World War II Memorial. They support the memorial itself, but they also really work to provide commemoration programs and educational programs to preserve the memory of World War II, to teach the lessons um, of World War II, and then to really try to unite the generations of tomorrow, as they like to say. The memorial is an absolutely beautiful place, and I always recommend anybody who comes to visit D.C. to, to go visit and take it in. It is absolutely spectacular. Definitely one of those places. I mean, there's so many great museums and memorials and things to visit when uh, coming up to D.C., and certainly that one should be top of the list. But now let's jump over into the coins, because I love coins, as I keep saying. <laughs> I can't say it enough. What designs will you feature on these coins? We are really excited about the designs on these coins. We have designs that feature the World War II Memorial itself, but from kind of unique and different perspectives, maybe perspectives you haven't necessarily looked at before. And then there's other some other unique images that represent the service of the greatest generation during World War II. I would be remiss if I tried to, to uh, describe them all to you here right now. Um, so I really recommend that anybody check out our website at usmint.gov to see them. They are absolutely beautiful. Well, we can see the designs now? Yes, the designs are actually out now. Uh, we have uh, images of the designs. Uh, they are out in what we call line art, meaning it's 2D designs. We don't have photographs out of the coins themselves just yet, but you can see the designs on our website. Oh, that's exciting. Now, which coins will be featured? Because I love the quarters, but I'm thinking these are other coins. Yes, these are other coins. These will not be circulating, unfortunately. So they won't be, you know, found found in your change at the grocery store. These are our collectible commemorative coins. And we produce those in three different sizes. We do a gold coin, a silver coin, and a clad coin. And you can purchase one or have all three as the set. And they are they are beautiful and they are fabulous gifts. So something to put on your list. And I'm I'm ready now. So when will they be available for us to purchase? Unfortunately, they're not available just yet, but they will be available for pre-order on February 29th, 2024. That's a very easy date to remember. Now, will a portion of the proceeds from the sale of coins support the National World War II Memorial that you all are partnering with? Absolutely. Each coin is sold with a surcharge placed on top of the cost. And the surcharges that we receive will go to maintaining the National World War II Memorial, as well as for educational and commemorative programs put on by the Friends of the National World War II Memorial. So you can get a beautiful coin and also support a really cool memorial. Well, you know, Megan, one of the things that I just find fascinating about all of the coins that you all create is just the educational and historical value 
of the coins. You can learn so much uh, from a quarter or from, you know, the various coins. Um, my podcast, you know, I'm always really trying to stress that, you know, the quarters really give us some entertainment, you know, some things, you know, you can think about with travel since, you know, I am a travel show, but also so much history that we can, we can learn from just looking on the, uh, on a, on a coin. So are there any plans to provide like learning supplements for students? And if so, what grades? Because I know you guys have done that in the past. We have done that in the past, and I'm not sure exactly what all will be available, but I do know that the Mint will be doing coloring pages, which are already in progress. Um, those coloring pages will be on the Mint website in December. And then in February, around the time the coins are out, we will have a coloring book available, which is a really great way for um, kids to experience the art of the coins and the art of the National World War II Memorial, while also learning a little bit about the history of World War II. And I know that the Friends of the National World War II Memorial are also hoping to put together some educational programming. Yeah, that would be great. So much we can learn just from, from a coin. But now this program is a great way to not only honor, but also bring more awareness uh, to the men and women who fought for democracy and freedom. So how can my listeners learn more about how they can purchase them and just kind of keep up to date with when the coins will become available and when they can jump on your website? So what's the website and uh, how can we you know, just go about uh, finding more information? Sure. We have a great website at www.usmint.gov. And from there, you can find all sorts of information. You can shop uh, on our catalog site and look at some of our other military medals. We have medals honoring all the branches of the armed forces. We have also done bronze medals honoring groups such as the Tuskegee Airmen, the Montfort Point Marines, um, the Women Air Force Service Pilots of World War II, and more. Um, you can also sign up to receive more information about when the uh, Greatest Generation coins will be launched so that you don't forget. But of course, we do have that date, Leap Day next year. Always <laughs> a good date to remember. Oh, yeah. Always a good day to remember. And you mentioned a couple of different coins there, too, that you all have created that do honor the men and women, our service men and women. So they definitely can also check those out now. Those would be great gifts or something, you know, great to share with the people in your family or some of your friends who are veterans that, you know, would love to to know about that and have some of those coins. Absolutely. These make perfect gifts for military veterans, for um, family members. They just, they package up spectacularly. They are so beautiful and they are a great um, way to, to honor all of the service uh, by so many men and women over the decades. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me take this moment to say thank you to the U.S. Mint for all that you all do to recognize our men and women uh, who are out there fighting to make sure that we stay free and secure you know, here at home. Thank you so very much. Let's give that website one last time. Make sure everybody got it. The website is www.usmint.gov. Megan mentioned the Tuskegee Airmen Quarter, and this is a good time for Veterans Day to go over to travelwithanita.com and hear the podcast all about the Tuskegee Airmen. You'll hear personal interviews of some of the descendants of some of the pilots and also a conversation with one of the actual Tuskegee Airmen. So go over to Travel with Anita and check that out with the podcast quarter miles travel. I'll stop here, but when I come back, I will talk with Kelsey over at Road Scholar all about some of the things that you can do to honor the veterans on a trip.
honor and learn. Back in a minute, here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Travel and learning, the two go together very well, and especially when we're talking about Veterans Day, the perfect time to travel and to learn. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, traveling and learning is something that Rhodes Scholars does great. They know exactly how to do it to create itineraries where you have fun, but you're also learning. I asked my friends over at Rhodes Scholar to come on and tell us a little bit about traveling for Veterans Day, places we can go, things we can experience, where we honor, but also learn about the service men and women that help keep us free and secure. I had a chance to sit down and chat with Kelsey Perry, who is the Public Relations Director at Road Scholar, to talk about some of their itineraries, their programs, and all the things that they offer. Here's my conversation with Kelsey. So, Kelsey, thanks so much for joining me again uh, today on the show. This is the second time. So glad to have you back. Yeah, so glad to be here. Thank you. And this is a perfect time to have a conversation about Veterans Day and travel to some of the amazing places that you all have on your itineraries so that we can celebrate not only our veterans, but also honor them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, first, I just want to say thank you to all of our veterans and out there and families of veterans and active service members. On behalf of Road Scholar, we thank you for your service and sacrifices. Uh, my dad is a vet, so I'm I'm so glad that I can be here to talk about this today. Yeah, I know so many of us, if we have not uh, been in the service, we do have family members or friends. I don't think anyone can say that they don't have one of the two or that they mm-hmm. are a service person, a veteran. So let's jump into a couple of questions, though, because Road Scholar is always a great choice when we talk about traveling to learn. So Veterans Day is a day to show our appreciation and our thanks to men and women, also their families, because we have to think about the families because they are part of it as well. Uh, they're all dedicating their lives to making our country safe and secure, which is so important. So does Road Scholar have itineraries with a focus on military sites or veteran or war memorials? Yeah, so Road Scholar has a collection of programs that focus on military history. Um, if you go over to our website, roadscholar.org, that's R-O-A-D scholar.org. And if you search for the term military history, you'll see all the programs that we have um, that really focus on military history. But it's not just our military history programs where you'll learn about military history because, you know, military history is really intertwined with the history of any location that you visit on our programs. So um, for I can speak from my own experience. I just was on a program in Quebec City where we learned we had a whole lecture that really focused on the military history of the region. Um, and then we got to, you know, visit some of those locations that we learned about. We walked on the Plains of Abraham, which is the site of one of the most important battles for Quebec. Um, in Quebec history. Um, And then I also attended a program in South Dakota many years ago where we uh, were able to witness the special lighting ceremony at Mount Rushmore that honored veterans. And many many of the vets in our group got to go up on stage and take part in the ceremony. So that was really special. Um, So there's lots of opportunities on all of our programs to learn about military history and visit war memorials. But for anyone who's really interested in delving deeply into specific military history, you can um, check out the military history collection um, on our website. 
Well, I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear that you all have it sectioned out like that because this is a good time for for us to plan for that. But really, we should look at planning uh, ahead a little bit as well to make sure that we can get the particular itinerary that really reflects you know, what we're looking to learn or experience. Now, mm-hmm. your first ever program exclusively for vets and companions took place recently. And I'm sure there are some very heartfelt stories from, from that trip because it has to be, you know, very emotional for you to go and set foot where maybe an ancestor or a grandparent, a parent, or someone who fought in that war where they were actually there fighting. So tell us about it and um, tell us about this this particular program and how impactful the experience was for those on the tour. So last year on Veterans Day, a year ago, we announced this program. Um, it's It was offered exclusively exclusively for military veterans and their travel companions. Um, it took place in September this year, just a few weeks ago. So it was based on one of our most popular military history programs in Normandy, France. And then we also added in even more military history content, very you know specifically for this for this program. And we tried to really tie in the overlaps where American World War II history overlapped with French World War II history. Um, so we had a group of a small group of twenty four military vets and their travel companions on the group and um, we started by sharing these blue flower pins with the members of the group um, they're similar to the red poppies that we do here in the U.S. The, uh, France has a, a blue flower pin that they give to their um, to honor veterans so we gave those to everybody in the group um, and the program started in Paris where the participants visited visited the army museum and uh, World War II battle memorial and then um, the group traveled together to Normandy and probably the most impactful day of the program is the day that the group goes to Omaha Beach to learn about D-Day and, you know, walk in the footsteps of the World War II soldiers there. Um, and then they went to the Normandy American Cemetery after that for a special wreath-laying ceremony where they played the national anthem and taps. Um, and then in the afternoon, they visited a relatively unknown uh, American memorial that's located on the property of a local farmer and cider maker. So they got to visit the farm, learn about its role in D-Day history, and then taste some of the local cider that he makes. So that's one of those experiences that you really don't get if you travel independently. You know, anyone can go to the beaches of Normandy and learn about D-Day. But um, one of the perks of going with Road Scholar is you have access to these kind of hidden gems and local interactions that you wouldn't really get if you were going by yourself. So, um, and I've been able to talk with the group leader and I've been in touch with several of the participants from the program and they all really echoed and reported that it was extremely moving. Um, This program is always moving uh, for anyone who goes on it, but there was just like something special about having all veterans in the group. There was, I guess, this kind of sense that these people really just understood the, the history and the sacrifices of the soldiers on a deeper level and the group bonded really quickly. Um, none of them fought in World War II. Of course, we've kind of aged out of that group at this point, but many of them had parents and other relatives who who did fight in World War II, um, including a few that had uncles who fought on the beaches of Normandy and one uncle who even lost his life that day. So it was really especially emotional for those folks. And we uh, sent a photographer on the program and she 
really captured some of those moving and emotional um, moments on the trip. So if anyone's interested in seeing those, you can find them on our blog, which is at roadscholar.org slash blog. And uh, just look for the post about Normandy. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm I'm kind of clutching my chest here just hearing, hearing you talk mm-hmm. about it and just imagining what it would be like for, for you to go and actually, as you said, you know, the footsteps of the people that actually were there and fought on D-Day. I think that particular mm-hmm. um, that particular experience would be something that even if you didn't have a relative, just knowing, you know, how impactful mm-hmm. that, that was, it would just mean so much to you. So let me ask you this, though, uh, Kelsey, are you guys planning to do a Vets and Companions uh, itinerary like that again? We're not going to offer one for next year. It sounds like some of the logistics have just sort of gotten in the way. We're hoping to again in the future, but we don't have anything planned at the moment. Um, But, you know, there's lots of programs that we offer where you can go and, you know, walk in the footsteps of of soldiers and veterans, you know, from history. So this obviously this Normandy program is a really great example. So we did operate this one specific program just for veterans, but we do have lots of dates throughout the year that are open to everyone for this program. Um, It's one of our most popular programs. And then we also have lots of programs that they really run the gamut of military history. So you can go to Gettysburg and learn about the Civil War. Um, We have American Revolution programs that are based in Philadelphia and Boston that visit battlefields and monuments. And um, we even have a really um, special service learning program on board the USS Missouri in Pearl Harbor, where the participants get to do some work on the ship and to help preserve it, and then also even spend a night on the ship, um, which is really cool. So those are some of our other programs where, like you said, you really get to walk in the steps of these American heroes. It's like sacred ground. It really is mm-hmm. very historic. But when you're standing in that, I mean, the times that I've gone to places where, you know, very important historic events have taken place, you really can get the sense of it and, and what mm-hmm. the people, you know, went through, what they experienced. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. I need to take a little deep breath. <laughs> Hallowed ground. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very, very much so. Wow. Very emotional, very impactful. But I'll stop here. But when I come back, I have more with Kelsey and Road Scholar here on Travel with Anita and Friends. of sipping fuzzy drinks on the beach when we vacation, we're now looking for more meaningful experiences when we travel. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, I'm talking with my friends over at Road Scholar. And if you know Road Scholar, then you know that they have a long, long list of itineraries that help you have fun when you're traveling, but also learn quite a bit. Now, I talk with Uh, Kelsey Perry, who is the PR director with Road Scholar, about some of their itineraries for Veterans Day. That's what we talked about in the last segment. But I want to continue our conversation where we talk about all the great things you can do to celebrate Veterans Day or celebrate veterans any time of the year or our servicemen and women who are active now. But there are also trips that you can do anytime that may not necessarily be focused just on that, but are still fun and still a lot to learn. So here's a continuation of my conversation 
with Kelsey from Road Scholar. Road Scholar is all about learning and travel, which I love that combination. And I believe that learning about all the places that we go to is the best way to truly learn also about the destination. So I know we're talking about in particular things that, you know, relate to, you know, to our Veterans Day celebration, but what are some of your other itineraries that, you know, may follow up in some of the other historic places around the globe where veterans may have fought to keep America safe, but also maybe other historic things are taking place. Yeah, so Road Scholar is a nonprofit educational travel organization. So everything we do is about learning. Like you said, every place that people visit on our programs, you can expect to learn about the history and the culture of the place and the people. Um, our programs are very immersive and experiential. So you are, like you said, real, well, like we've said many times, you're really walking in the footsteps of these historical figures, no matter where you go. Um, and we have programs in almost all 50 states and um, almost 100 countries at this point. So you really, I mean, every single program is a history program. You're going to learn about the history of whatever destination that you visit. So, um, you know, we have programs, again, all across the U.S., all around the world. Um, and many of the programs will start with a morning lecture, but then you'll go out into the field to see the history in person. It really just helps you to absorb the information, I think, and the education better if you're able to really see it yourself and be there to walk walk in the in the footsteps of, of these historical figures. So, but we also have um, online learning as well. If you, you know, don't have the ability to travel or if you just want to kind of get a taste of Road Scholar, you can kind of sample some of the educational content by trying one of our online programs. So we have one hour lectures and then we have multi-day programs as well. Um, and we even have several online lectures coming up in December that are military history focused. So this is perfect timing. Um, there's one that covers the attack on Pearl Harbor for the anniversary coming up in December. So those lectures are, like I said, just one hour long. And so it's a great way to kind of get to know Road Scholar, get a taste for our military history content before you enroll in a whole program. So that I definitely encourage people to check those out. Well, you know, I was going to ask you about, you know, about that because it's so uh, valuable to have something like that because everyone can't travel and maybe they can mm -hmm. travel in the future, but uh, maybe at this time they can't. But even if they can travel, just going on and just doing your virtual learning that you guys have so wonderfully uh, there on your website. I think I've shared with you before how much I love your website <laughs> <laughs> because it's so easy to, to maneuver around and make sure that you're getting what you want. But it's, it's, I mean, that's a great opportunity. So um, thank you for doing that for, you know, for all of us, because I've taken some of your virtual classes as well. But now mm -hmm. let's do the website one more time. Yeah, the website is roadscholar.org. And don't forget, it's spelled road, R-O-A-D, scholar.org. So you can go there, you can search for military history, you'll see that military history program. You can search for, search for uh, you know, filter by our virtual virtual learning programs. Um, we call them Road Scholar at Home. So there's a great search filter on our website. If you go to the website and you um, click on the top, find a trip, and you can filter by date, by destination, by topic, um, all different things and find the right program for you. So check it out. And also, I like that you all have too that you can filter, you know, with also how your mobility level as well. So mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I like that, and just how you know much walking, how much involved with uh, being active, you know, that someone will feel comfortable with. So that's a very, very good part of it too. Because I recently I was on a on a trip, and there was a lot of walking. And I remember thinking many times that someone with uh, some mobility issues, if they had come on this tour and not known, would have really missed a lot of going up and down the hills and rocky steps 
steps and, you know, cover some some pathways. So it's really good to point that out. Ahead. Yeah, we have we have something for everyone, no matter what your ability level is, you can filter by mobility level and all of our program descriptions on the website have really detailed notes about what you can expect every day, every single day of the program in the in the detailed itinerary. So you can know what to expect and and know if that's a good program for you. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was just on a flight with a lady that was looking over her Rose Scholar material. And I asked <laughs> her, what tour are you going on? And she was going on the civil rights tour. And she was oh. so excited going through all of her material. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, soldier- yeah, you can learn about the foot soldiers and, you know, in their own right down in the civil rights program, too. So that's that's one of our most popular programs, really emotional and moving one, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for coming on again. I'm sure we'll have you back to talk more about all of the great itineraries that you offer. So thanks so much for getting us all prepared for Veterans Day this year, our planning ahead for next year as well, or anytime during the year, you can certainly celebrate our veterans. Exactly. Thanks so much. I look forward to be coming back. All right. Thanks so much, Kelsey. Now is a good time to go over to that Rhodes Scholar website, roadscholar.org. And remember, she said it's R-O-A-D, like the road, like getting out, hitting the road, traveling a little bit, but also learning at the same time. So definitely check it out. Plan something now or plan something in the future. Great itineraries there. But now one of the things we love to do when we travel is to eat. And I have found a couple of restaurants, some national brands that are offering really special deals for our veterans and our active service uh, men and women right now. So let's take a look at some of those and bring out that pen and pad again. If you put it away, (laughs) bring it back out because I'll share a couple of places that are perfect for taking your friend or family member that is a service person to uh, have a great meal. A favorite any time of the year, but certainly for Veterans Day, is Applebee's. On November 11th, which is Veterans Day, active duty military, veterans, reserves, and National Guards can dine in restaurant and get a complimentary full-size entree from a special menu. They'll also receive a $5 bounce back card to redeem for dine-in, to-go, or delivery within a three-week redemption window. Okay, let's head over to let's head over to Applebee's. And one of my favorite places to eat is a place called Bone Fish Grill. Active duty service members and veterans can get a complimentary order of their Bang Bang Shrimp with a soft drink on Veterans Day. But you do have to bring an ID. And let me mention that it's a good idea to have that ID with you for any of these places, just to make sure that everything goes smoothly when you're ready to enjoy. And by the way, the Bang Bang Shrimp. I highly recommend those. They're my favorites. Now, another favorite of mine, I'm sharing all my favorites today, is Buffalo Wild Wings. Veterans and active duty service members can get a free order of 10 boneless wings and fries on Veterans Day. Gotta have that ID though again. Only available for dine-in. So plan to go and spend some time there enjoying some of those wings. Yum, I love that. And if you're just wanting a little bit of coffee, Caribou Coffee is offering for veterans, active duty military members, and their spouses with the ID to receive a small hot brewed coffee of the day or cold press on Veterans Day. And who doesn't love a donut? I know I do. Dunkin' Donuts, they're offering for you. You get a free donut of your choice on Veterans Day. And that's for veterans and active duty military. So bring that idea again and come and have a donut. Hey, you know, when you're eating that donut, think about me because I love a donut. 
Okay, for my seafood lovers out there, Red Lobster is offering veterans, active duty military, and reservists to get a free printed meal voucher for veterans shrimp and chips from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. local time on Veterans Day. Now, with all of these, I'm keep, I keep reminding, make sure you have that ID with you because I don't want you to have any hassles. I want you to enjoy, relax, and have your special day be exactly what it is. Very special. Today's show has been filled with lots of suggestions and information, how we can remember our U.S. veterans and our military service women and men who are dedicating their lives to protecting us here at home. They go out, they fight to keep us free and to keep us safe. So we need to say a big thank you to them. And Travel with Anita appreciates all that you do. And also a thank you to your families for all that they sacrifice while you go off to protect us. Check out the U.S. Mint at usmint.gov and check out their upcoming commemorative program called The Greatest Generation. It'll be out in February. And Road Scholar offers a lot of opportunities for us to travel and learn all at the same time. That'll be roadscholar.org. Also, head over to my website, Travel with Anita, to the Quarter Miles Travel Podcast and listen to the Tuskegee Airmen's Show. Now, thanks a lot for joining me today. I'll be back in two weeks with another great destination. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Travel with Anita. For more, log on to her website, travelwithanita with two ends.com and listen to her award-winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Anita will be back in two weeks with another exciting adventure for you and your travel buddies. So keep those passports updated and remember to always travel safe and travel smart. Right, Jack? Uh, uh, uh.